Hello and welcome to the Saturday Down South podcast. I am Connor O'Gara, Chris Marler, actually not with me right now. Um, we did record an interview with uh, with Josh Sneed uh, of SEC Shorts. You guys have probably seen him all over YouTube, all over the internet. Uh, that dude is absolutely hilarious. We talked through some some Christmas stuff. By the way, Merry Christmas to everybody who is listening right now. If you're on your way to maybe one of your family functions and you are looking to pass the time and not listen to kids bop on the radio, thank you for doing that. Uh, but yeah, we talked through some Christmas stuff. We had what we think each SEC coach is at a Christmas party. We had uh, one-star reviews for places to visit in SEC bowl cities. And then we made up some uh, some grab bag stuff of what bowl players should be getting uh, at their respective bowl games. And then we've got a little, little twas the night before Christmas treat at the very, very end. So uh, without further ado, let's kick it to our interview with Josh Need. Who is every SEC coach at a Christmas party? There's always like pretty cliche, stereotypical uh, people at Christmas parties, whether it's like a family one or like your office Christmas party. What role would each SEC coach be playing? Did I explain that well enough, Connor? No, that was good, Marla. That was good. You set that up well. Um, I don't think you had SEC coaches fighting, so that's good. We should have done that topic. That would have been great. I know. All right, so Dan Mullen, I said, uh, is definitely the guy who keeps asking you if you like if you saw his hilarious tacky Christmas sweater. You see this? You want to get a picture of this? You want to get a picture of this? <laughs> Do you see it, dude? You see it? You see this thing? <laughs> and in all the pictures, he's pointing at it. You know, like it's yeah. like, the, like the lights aren't <laughs> like the lights aren't like blinking. He's just like, look at this. Look how crazy I am. It says Grinch, please. Isn't that isn't that crazy? <laughs> <laughs> Um, hey, Jimbo, you get it every time you get it, you get it. <laughs> um, Connor, I think you actually already made this joke. I were Jimbo being like the drunk uncle asking kids to pull his finger. I feel like we've circled around that before. Yeah, that, I could definitely see that. That does seem really a lot more accurate than the first time it was brought up. So good call on that. Thank you, thank you, Josh. I feel like you're gonna have a different take on the Saban thing than I will. So uh, who would he be at a Christmas party? That's a good question because I don't really see him, you know, like making his way around, you know, hugging people and uh, wearing a sw- – I feel like he just wears that same blue suit that he wears everywhere. And I don't know. I think maybe he just drinks a lot of eggnog. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if you can really pin him down. But yeah. I said like the angry emo kid, even though he's old, uh, who just doesn't want to be there. He's just wearing black, sitting in the corner. Drinking coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you drinking coffee? You're 15. <laughs> Why are your nails painted black? Um, Chad Morris, definitely the most rambunctious one at like, especially opening presents. Like he definitely makes the biggest mess opening up presents. Oh, I could see. Yeah, that or or Muschamp too, just tearing into it. See, I said Muschamp is the first to yell at kids for playing with their toys inside to make them go outside. <laughs> that is a classic dad move. Pick it up, I'm not going to say it again. I didn't get you that pogo stick so you could do it in the house. <laughs> Did you guys ever um, have a pogo ball? What's a pogo ball? No, what is that? A pogo ball is like, um, it's just like a, a giant bouncy ball with like a platform around it, like a ring around Saturn. You put your feet on it and jump with it. It was... It was an instant concussion for anyone who even yeah. <laughs> tried to use it. 
It sounds like, are you trying to like activate your core at like eight years old? <laughs> yeah, if you were if you were eight years old and tired of not being shredded, yeah, you jump on a pogo. <laughs> but there was no way. I think the world record for pogo balling is four, maybe five. That's if like someone from American Ninja Warrior did it because it was imp- it was impossible to do it and not fall directly onto your face. Yeah, that sounds pretty impossible. Um, I had a pogo stick, but definitely not that. Uh, Orgeron, I, I feel like Orgeron's the guy who like won't stop giving toasts, or like I want to say I want to say something real quick. Like uh, with everything they do, like before before the meal, before they open presents, like as soon as they get there, before they leave, and he's also constantly carving a ham. That's just that's what I envision. He insists on being the one who carves it. Yeah, so, so much, much ham. Go, oh, let me go. You don't do it right. You don't do it right. And he's wearing a Santa outfit, but it's got mustard on it. And, <laughs> and it's just, and the Santa suit is just open with no shirt on underneath. He just doesn't, yes. doesn't care, you know? It's a bathrobe I got. I just put it, I, I colored it. Um, <laughs> let's see here. Connor, your boy Joe Moorhead, what would he be at the Christmas party? So I, I think Joe Moorhead, I think you hit the nail on the head with this one. You have him as the new boyfriend of the relative who's just there, and you don't realize that he's funny until like three years later. Joe yeah. Moorhead is the guy who tells a bunch of jokes under his breath. He is sitting there making fun of everybody in the room, and only the person next to him can hear what he's saying. But right. the, the rest of the room is like he's just there, but the, other, the person sitting next to him suddenly is like is dying laughing at everything he's saying. That's Joe Moorhead. Like, he didn't say anything for three straight hours, then, like, just drops mm-hmm. a bomb, like, insulting yep. Nana. That's exactly who he is. <laughs> Insults Nana. Uh, Matt Luke, I feel like I nailed this one, too. Same guy that stays in pajama pants all day. Oh, yeah. He's, like, even out in the yard in them. Right. He's not, he's not taking them off, because it's, it's a principle at this point. He's, like, not taking them off. I'm going to cut I'm gonna, oh, you know, we'll the go lights play. up in them. All right, so Mark Stoops. I said the guy who who people keep introducing themselves to, even though they, he's already met him like a thousand times. Oh wow! Like you really nailed the all the Christmas party people. Yeah, I, I like this from Mark Stoops. People. Yeah, yeah. Th- this Thanks, is guys. much better than the, the the fat kid from Bad Santa. But yeah, yeah, it's fair. He, I mean, he wears he wears a lot of different hats. Um, let's see here. Uh, Gus Malzahn, the relative who won't stop talking about his divorce but keeps calling it a separation. <laughs> no, it's just been a hard year. It's just been a hard year for us. You know, I mean, like, you know, Tammy left. And she just, I mean, it's like, it's, it's fine. We're going to work it out. We're going to work it out. Don't believe what you heard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she took all the furniture and stuff, but I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be fine. It's fine. I mean, I'm going to get some. Uh... <laughs> he would use the. Oh, man, what are those things? Oh. Bean bags, like bean bags is furniture. <laughs> I mean, I still uh, got y'all. Yeah. That's what's most important. Family. Gus Malzahn has a bachelor pad that just has two pieces of furniture with a TV stand and a folding chair in it. Right. That's that's him. Oh yeah. Full of turtlenecks. Jeremy Pruitt also feel like I nailed this one. He's the guy that won't stop saying like, "Well, if it's as if it tastes as good as it smells, about the food." <laughs> I'm, I'm going to correct you slightly on this. I think there's something, you are correct in, in your direction, but I think he is also the guy who has no idea what the food is. 
So yeah. then, you know, because he doesn't know what asparagus is, I think he's the guy that questions everything. He's like, what's that? What's that? What's that? And he ends up with pretty much everything on his plate. And he's like, I don't know what I'm eating, but it tastes good. So along those yeah. same lines, he has no idea what he's putting into his mouth, but he ends up liking all of it. That sounds dirty. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, no, I like that. It's, it's pretty spot on. He, he, he doesn't seem like, we're not painting the best picture. Like He's like, like not the brightest person, but he definitely did not know what asparagus was until 10 years ago. And I didn't he, know that. I don't That's think he true. still does. He didn't know what <laughs> He just thought they oh, were yeah. tiny trees or something? <laughs> <laughs> These green beans are big. <laughs> um, Barry Odom, we, like, I don't really, nobody really knows that much about him, but he, again, like, maybe I think he's way too aggressive because I said he was going to fight Santa, but, um, like, he seems like the guy that, like, definitely wore a flannel shirt and jeans and probably gave a BB gun to a kid that was way too young to have one. Or is drunk at midnight mass. <laughs> okay, I love that. Cool. Giving, the BB gun, giving a BB gun to a, a kid that's too young. That's great. So we talked the other day about, uh, about well, obviously, Home Alone and my disdain for how fake... Um, and inappropriate most of that was. And we were talking about the fake Yelp review that I read or that I wrote for the Plaza Hotel. And I'm gonna read it to you and you tell me where I'm wrong on this. I won't read the whole thing because it's but it's gonna segue into our next topic that, that Josh came up with. Um, Real quick, Home Alone two, not Home Alone One. Right, did I not say that? No, you said Home Alone One. You just said Home Alone. So I just want to make sure that's known to the public that Home Alone two is what we're referencing, which is the better of the Home Alones. It's the one with the Plaza Hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so here you go. Literally one of the worst experiences I've ever had. We'll never stay here again. A few Christmases ago, our youngest son was separated from us at the airport and wound up in New York by himself. Scared, afraid, and only 10 years old, he went to the only building in New York he'd ever heard of, the Plaza. During the airport mix-up, he somehow also wound up with my wallet. Not only did the Plaza allow him an unaccompanied minor to purchase a room with my credit card... They allowed him to stay in a suite that ended up costing him almost $1,000 in room service alone. Uh, the staff and hospitality as a whole were terrible. If charging my Amex several thousand dollars wasn't bad enough. They also had no regard for my son's well-being or safety. They allowed him to watch violent rated R movies uh, and fed him cheese pizza for breakfast and ice cream sundaes for dinner. How does a hotel of this prestige employ a concierge staff with this level of les incompetents? Uh, it goes on for a while. We're not going to keep doing it. Um, but we're going to talk about the next topic because it's a perfect segue. And, and that is something Josh came up with. And now the worst possible places and tourist attractions um, for all the SEC bowl cities. Like the worst reviews, the worst places to go. Yeah, so um, <laughs> you're going to have to actually take the lead on this one because as I did not... Did anybody read the Google Doc? <laughs> I did... Um, uh, as okay, so here's I was the not sure this is um, going to be a thing that we we're going to be able to do, so I do not have yes. any random um, places for this. Good. All right. Cool. I'll just um, I'll just read all the things I put in there then. Uh, no, but basically the whole thing was like the fake Yelp review of the plaza because like I, I can't imagine how pissed like Peter McAllister would have been 
even though he left his son in a different city for the second straight Christmas. Um, like if, you know, a pigeon lady was more hospitable than a staff at a supposed five-star hotel. So like I wrote that Yelp review uh, like for the plaza, and, and like three weeks later, they're like, we're pretty sure this isn't real. I was like, well, that's a very good point. Um, so, and like Yelp reviews, like people that take the time to Yelp are my least favorite people in the world. It just, as somebody that used to bartender, that's always the worst. So, and if you know any hotspots in these cities, like places to avoid, feel free to chime in. But these are my favorite uh, one-star reviews for SEC Bowl cities. So Atlanta, somebody was talking about the, um, the best things to do in the city. Visit Oakland Cemetery. And the review of the cemetery was, a lot to see, but they do need a serious management change. There were two women rolling around making out on the lawn in the middle of the park. Management change? Who's yeah, the managers at, 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 at cemeteries? How do you get that job? I don't, yeah, yeah, I what, don't, do, what do you do? Uh, I manage a cemetery. Yeah. <laughs> you get a degree in that? For sure. Um, Houston, I think Vandy, Vandy's going to the uh, Texas Bowl. And I found this. There's a place called the Health Museum in the state of Texas, and this was the actual review somebody wrote about, so don't, do not go to the health museum. Very lame, the hamster wheel was probably the only cool thing, LOL, the exhibits were outdated and the staff had no idea what was going on. The place was very small and smelled old. <laughs> it smelled old. Also, wait, so it's a health museum that was a hamster wheel, like, like, like a big hamster wheel for adults, or? Apparently. Or was there an exhibit where they show how animals exercise? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like a, a curves gym, but for, for animals. <laughs> I, like, what blows my mind about this is because there's, not, there's a lot of fun, cool things to do in the southeast and, and places to visit. But if you're going to one of these cities and you're going to any of these attractions, in quotes, like Charlotte, where the Belk Bowl is, Somebody left this review for a place called Dinosaurs Alive, and this is a real review. They replaced a decent kid ride with a bunch of dinosaurs. There are this is all caps. There aren't any dinosaurs in the Carolinas. Maybe they should buy an amusement park in Alberta and put Dinosaurs Alive there because there are dinosaurs in Canada. What is that? Oh, wow. Way <laughs> um, too soon. <laughs> He won't go to Canada because he thinks there's dinosaurs there. That's... <laughs> there's I mean, I'd love so to go friendly to up there, but there's T-Rex. You know, dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> That's the biggest reason not to travel there right now, man. They've been um, saying it. Saw it on Fox what News. It's, di- um, it's dinosaur season. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see like Ed Orgeron hunt a dinosaur. Like that, that'd be a good Christmas gift for me. Oh man, with his bare hands. There's no he doesn't Yeah. He doesn't use a weapon. Without a doubt. That see that could have been a topic, Connor, like Edward Ron versus a T Rex. We could have done oh, a full yeah. hour on that. It's close. It's closer than you think. Yeah. It, yes, it's definitely fair. not a, a one or two round knockout. I think they're going at least twelve, thirteen rounds. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Um Miami, I'm gonna be going down there uh and avoiding this place called Club Madonna. And I have no idea what this place is or what happened to this man who left the review, but he said this place should be burned to the ground, rebuilt, and then burned to the ground again. (laughs) 
And I don't want any corners cut on the construction on the rebuild either. <laughs> I, want, I want all the outlets put in. I want I want the air ducts installed. I want double insulation, and then I want you to burn it. With a dinosaur inside. <laughs> put, it, put all those Canadian dinosaurs in there. <laughs> it's just called like a moose, man. It's not a dinosaur. Um, let's see here. This is my favorite one of all time. New Orleans, which is just, oh my gosh, uh, just a cornucopia of regret and mistakes. Um, this is the review. Never actually went there, but stayed right by it. I can verify that I saw them making some sort of punch in a literal trash can. And that was about a place called Stiletto's Cabaret. Why should any of that surprise anyone in New Orleans? Like, anything you see in New Orleans, you should say, oh, well, of course, it's New Orleans. Like, right. anything. Dinosaurs. Yes, raccoons, like, I don't know, anything. I don't, I don't know. I, I, the craziest thing you can think of. I mean, you just have to assume that it's a New Orleans thing. If, if Coach O was fighting a dinosaur on Bourbon Street, you would just say, yeah, it's New Orleans. Yeah. Absolutely. That'd be awesome. Absolutely. And there just would be, some, there would be someone him. around him standing around with a hat trying to get money for it. <laughs> you enjoying the fight, man? Five bucks. Five bucks. You could die at any time. Let's go. <laughs> you die at any time. Um, okay, so last topic here uh, on this just roller coaster of fun that we've been on. So <laughs> I've wanted to, like, the different bowl games for each SEC team, there's like 11 different bowl games. And a couple weeks ago, we renamed them as to what I think they should be named. Um, but this time, Josh, I want to get your help on this and go over what the actual, like, gift packages the players get, like little swag bags, what they should be for each bowl. So like, the first one, the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl in Houston. Right. You have um, you have belt buckle on your list, which is perfect because you, if you're seen walking around Houston without a belt buckle, I mean, someone's going to steal your wallet. They know you're a, a, a tourist. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't from around here, are you, boy? <laughs> you also have a copy of Varsity Blue. Yeah, I mean, I feel like like if you can't go into Texas without them, like just shoving how great their high school football is down your throat. Uh, I, I grew up in Houston, and that's very, very true. Like, they build stadiums for their high school football teams, and they're very, very proud. Well, a lot of people have stadiums. Right, right. Um, Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> They're building like whole buildings for these schools. Um, the Franklin American Mortgage Music City Bowl in Nashville. Now you guys come up with different things. <laughs> um, I see that you have a hangover on your list. That's very true. Um What's the deal with bachelorette parties there? Like, it does, is it like required to have a bachelorette yeah. party there? Yeah, it's like death taxes and 27-year-old girls named like Bridget that they always have their, their bachelorette parties there. Is it because all women want to be like country music singers? Is that what it is? I don't know if that's a stereotype I've heard, but yep, I mean, I think you're on to something. <laughs> have you ever been to a um, like a uh, karaoke bar in Nashville and it's filled with people who never made it but they still wear their like performance clothes like a 
They'll have like a sequin vest and they oh yeah like Tammy Wynette. Yeah, it's super sad. That's always uh, that is like a really that could be a really sad town. Like it's like yeah. country LA where it's like, yeah, I know it's karaoke, but I'm gonna do an original. Like, please don't, please don't. Just <laughs> yeah. sing friends in low places and get off the stage. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Chick Fil A bowl in Atlanta, Chick Fil A Peach Bowl. Uh, Mother, do you? Uh, is it true that everyone in Atlanta calls it Hot Atlanta? No, actually, literally, no one calls it that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I've, I've heard that a lot, though. I've heard people like you. Well, sometimes you'll text me, and you'll be like, "When are you coming over to Hot Atlanta?" And <laughs> I, so I didn't. I I just I wanted to make sure that, that was a thing everybody did, and not just you. And then when you actually do come over to Atlanta, I definitely will say, "Welcome to Atlanta, where the players play," and then give you like a, a awkward half smile. Ah, nice. Guys, does everyone understand the format of what we're doing? So I say a whole game, and you guys tell me... So I thought you were going to read these and and keep going. I explained it before we even started doing the episode of this entire podcast. (laughs) I say a bowl game. You guys say what the player gifts and swag bags should be. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I I can't... I don't... I mean, it's hard. It's hard, man. It's hard. Okay. Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Everybody gets... What's in Charlotte? Yeah. Nothing is in Charlotte, right? Like whoa, 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 whoa! Let's not let's not stereotype places that we've never been before because Charlotte's awesome. That's the whole point of the I'm episode. Not, I you can't hate on Charlotte though. Charlotte is an underrated city nationally. Oh really? Charlotte, like, what's the good stuff in Charlotte? Like, like all the stuff? Like, what's going on? I don't know. Downtown that's very accessible. You've got professional sports teams. You've got. Uh, decent nightlife down there. The weather is very good year-round. I'm a Charlotte believer, man. All right, I offer up one take, and all of a sudden, my Charlotte, my Charlotte, my Charlotte support like just goes Atlanta. by the wayside. You're oh building a gosh, wall around that's... the Charlotte Hornets right now. Like your whole <laughs> case is built around the Charlotte Hornets, and I don't know. Man. I didn't say I didn't say a thing about the Hornets. I said professional yeah, you sports did. You team. Said Muggsy Bogues is a great basketball player and anyone who stands against the Hornets uh, stands against me. It I said nice Larry Johnson. Said, like one gift the player should have got from the Charlotte Bowl. Why did you I, get Fossil Wallet? I feel it because I think every bowl game gives away a Fossil Wallet. I have a Fossil <laughs> Wallet. <laughs> I have a, a Fossil Wallet with my, with my initials on it. What are you, 17? How, wait, wait, how fast does the Velcro wear off? <laughs> oh, my God. It's like a $200 wallet. You guys are ridiculous. Uh, two, no, wait, what? what? There's no way you bought a $200, $200 fossil wallet. wallet. If there was $200 in it when you got it, there's no way a fossil wallet. Yeah. <laughs> all right, it was. You guys Canada with all them dinosaurs? <laughs> Marla, why don't you transition us seamlessly? Yeah, let's, so look, we're going to try it again, guys. I'm going to say a bowl game, and you guys just say what you think the players should get in the gift packages. Belk Bowl in Charlotte. Well, I don't think, I think people deserve fossil wallets, fossil wallets. Okay, good. So let's keep this ball rolling here. Capital One Orange Bowl in Miami. <laughs> Cocaine. That's... <laughs> I, I, no, I'm gonna. This this one's obvious. I can't believe you blew past it. It's a signed picture with Marlins man. Yeah, that's good. 
Yeah, well, you just Photoshop yourself into the picture. You don't actually get to take the picture with Marlins Man because he's a busy man. He's got games to go go to. It's like you and you just get the one picture. Of those, like, whole things. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right, yeah. Keep it going then. AutoZone Liberty Bowl in Memphis. Ooh. See, I think we should go back to the Elvis Christmas albums that we were talking about a little bit earlier. I think if each player just gets one of those and maybe one of the Elvis sandwiches with like a PB&J, or not the PB&J, but the peanut butter and banana sandwiches. Banana? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think just that, make it as Elvis-themed as possible. Maybe some fake sideburns that everybody gets to wear during the game. Really play up the whole Elvis. <laughs> Ooh, That's what I would I do. like that. Man, you got me at fake sideburns. That was, Yeah. I like that. Yeah, that's really good. I said Kevlar vest because it's pretty pretty dangerous. It is. You can't really get off the beaten path in, in Memphis, or you, you're probably getting mugged. But, I mean. Yeah. It's, it's the Detroit, Detroit of the South. Um, Connor, I've never even been to Jacksonville, so you might be able to speak on this. Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. So everybody gets, um, everybody gets to join a breakdance team. Um, that's pretty big <laughs> in Jacksonville. Uh, the, the local breakdance teams are the stuff of legend in Jacksonville, so everybody gets to sign up for one at their own risk. Um, it's exclusive membership, though. I mean, there's no, you know, like how you, when you join a gang, you, need, you have the initiation thing. That whole process mm-hmm. is waived for the, ja- for the, for the Gator Bowl. So that's, that's kind of the, the nice little perk, if you choose to stay in Jacksonville, of course. Look at us. Everybody wears a gold chain. Good. I feel like everyone <laughs> oh, in a gold chain. A gold chain. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Oh, and oh, let's just throw this in there because he's leaving. Uh, Blake Bortles because he's you know going to be leaving Jacksonville. You get like one of those discounted Blake Bortles jerseys uh, that's going to be at the oh. local sport sporting goods store for like nineteen ninety nine. You get one of those too. Mm-hmm. They spell it wrong too. It's like Brodels. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd like be good. That. Uh, Outback Bowl in Tampa. See, I feel like that's where people wear gold chains and like white sunglasses. Tampa. I think you get one semester uh. free at the strip club uh, DJ college. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Along so those same lines. Definitely, there has to be a strip club DJ college in Tampa. There has to be. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure there is. Uh, the big thing in Tampa is, is Hooters. It's, it's the birthplace of Hooters. So I would just assume that each player is getting like a two or $300 and 50 cent uh, gift card to Hooters. That sounds so Tampa. That's that's so spot on. That yeah, that does sound very Tampa. Uh, PlayStation Fiesta Bowl in Glendale. Hmm. God, does anyone know anything that- about? Oh oh oh. Okay, oh, wait. I think I've been to Glendale. <laughs> For the- Isn't that where <laughs> one of the championship games was? It looks yeah. like real fancy there. It looks real fancy. It's like it's like really expensive there. It's the Paris of Arizona. <laughs> oh. Um, um, wait, so at the Fiesta Bowl, I think it'd be a little bit ironic, but I think they're really big on Outback Steakhouse. I've been to, I've been to Phoenix once, and I think we went to Outback Steakhouse like 12 times in the six days that I was there, and I think it was because it was pretty much all they had in our area. So I'm going to assume that if players want to eat, they're going to need an Outback gift card. I like that. Um, VRBO Citrus Bowl. This is all you, Connor. It's in Orlando. All right. So this is my backyard. Um, along the same lines with with Outback, um, I, I think this kind of goes without saying. The Stairway to Heaven Chili's in the Orlando airport, 
Everybody's getting <laughs> gift cards to that. You're getting the VIP experience there. You get to ride the escalator as much as you want. That goes without saying for all the players. And you're just going to get, you know, like those those in-game bowl shots where they have like players like bowling or something like that. In Orlando, it's actually just players riding up and down the escalator to the stairway of he- to Heaven Chili's. Um, oh. So that that's that's kind of a big part of it. And then... You know, you're, you're going to go to Universal. You're going to go to Harry Potter World. You're probably going to get a robe. You're going to get a wand. So you know what? Why make the players deal with all that out of pocket? Just give them all that stuff up front. You get to avoid all the lines. You get some butterbeer. Uh, you go ride the Hogwarts Express. You have yourself a good time. You go to Gringotts. You do all that stuff. So I would just say as long as you're hitting on those two things, uh, players are pretty much going to be happy. And then, you know, maybe occasionally if you can throw in like a $5 SeaWorld gift card because I think it's only like 50 bucks <laughs> to get in. So it's not that bad, but the rest of the theme parks, that's where you're going to need your money. I feel like also in the bag, there's a flight of hair gel. Yeah. yeah like a little sampling of hair gels. Here's some sun in. <laughs> what are you, what are you uh, saying about like- my, my people in Orlando that we, we, we use too much hair gel. You, you, you calling us out. I, I don't think you uh, use yeah, hair gel at I'm, all. <laughs> Yeah, right now, me versus Orlando. Yeah, Josh, that's not a battle you want to fight, man. <laughs> You're right, because that would involve Stand me having to go to Orlando. Stand up! I, you take that tone out your mouth. <laughs> Put some respect on the name. I am actually really low on hair gel, um, and there seems to be a shortage in Orlando. That's not a coincidence. That's anyway. Moving on. All right, last one. All-State Sugar Bowl. It's in New Orleans. I think we've co- we covered. We didn't cover the New Orleans already? You guys are the worst. No. <laughs> well, no. I, mean, I, think, I think we covered it. I think it's just basically you get a front-row seat to watching Coach O versus the Dinosaur fight on Bourbon Street. Okay. I was going to say replacement liver. That's all I would want. Marla, you have Rosetta Stone for Cajun on here. Yeah, I don't that's think that's so a, a proper sentence, but I I think it makes sense. Yeah. I just thought it was funny. Two hundred dollars free play at Harris too. That you get into some gambling stuff with the NCAA with that. I I think the two hundred dollars could be spent at Harris as like a hush hush thing, but you got to mask it for some other like weird random. Uh, like you say, like, oh, it's $200 to this crawfish boil that we're doing. And it's one of those where the team pays for it anyways. And so the $200 is for the crawfish boil. But really, it's just for Harris so that everybody can go gamble when they've already had, like, yes. 12 pounds of, of, of jumbo shrimp. So I think that's probably the better way to allocate those funds. That's smart. See, this is this has been fun. I'm just saying. Okay, I, cool. <laughs> Marley, got anything well, else for guys, us? No, not at all. Um, I appreciate you guys coming alive for that last 10 minutes um, of the episode. Uh, Merry Christmas to both of you. Merry Christmas, Josh. Thank you so much for coming on. And uh, we'll try it again probably never. Uh, yeah, that sounds good. Um, that okay. sounds about right. Uh, probably shouldn't do it again. But uh, Merry Christmas to the both of you. Thanks so much for having me. You guys are great. Josh, Merry Christmas to you. We will be expecting uh, roles in the next SEC shorts. Uh, just send those to, to my to our agents. Um, we, we have the same agent. It's our email. Um, and we'll be expecting that. So we look forward to seeing you very, very soon. Twas the night before Christmas when all through the SEC, 
Not a fan was stirring, not even to troll the ACC. Playoff rankings were locked in after much thought. They sent a loud message after what 2018 brought. SEC bias cries simmered after falling on deaf ears, while Alabama waited for its fifth playoff berth in as many years. The doubters wondered how Florida could be ranked so high already, from four wins to nine thanks to someone who looks like Cousin Eddie. Down in the kitchen suddenly rose a great big commotion. I sprang from my seat only to find a turtleneck man raw with emotion. You're drunk off anti-SEC Kool-Aid, I told the poor ACC sap, and off to bed he went as I avoided his trap. In stepped Gus Malzahn, donning a sweater made of fine wool, only to be drowned out by Chad Morris chugging another Red Bull. Get some sleep, Gus begged as Chad continued prancing. Excited he was, prompting Derek Mason to start dancing. Why are you so happy? A puzzled Gus asked Mason. To which he said, it's Christmas Eve and seven wins is all I'm chasing. Gus stalked off, muttering of buyouts and such. Even his sleep talking reminded us that it might mean too much. Now jet sweeps, now fake punts, now reverses and swing passes. On quick toss, on drag routes, on QBs not slow as molasses. To the top of the West, to the top of the rankings. Now chill out, SEC, chill out, chill out with the spankings. As Gus's shouts awoke many from their Christmas Eve slumber, some questioned if the SEC's dominance was making some dumber. Half asleep, Coach O and Kirby whispered about SEC dominance, how quickly it was that both of them rose to such prominence. And then, in a twinkling, I heard down the hall, a man named Benny awoke and yelled, just give me the ball. It was the formula that fueled a magical season for Kentucky. Week after week, they proved they were more than just lucky. Snell, yeah, 2018 was the SEC's year. Alive and well was the turtleneck man's fear, that while his SEC bias takes were left in limbo, he dreamt of the aborted Christmas tree that meant goodbye, Jimbo. He woke again, eyes bloodshot red with worry, that even more SEC teams would awake in a hurry. With Moorhead, Muschamp, and don't forget Odom, the SEC is only getting better, was the message I told him. He barked to five-win teams in Oxford and on Rocky Top. I told him, look, man, you just got to stop. Try to take your mind off the SEC this holiday season. If it's peace of mind you seek, I'll give you a reason. It seems that playoff expansion is on its way. Bids will soon be passed out like gifts from Santa's sleigh. But who are we kidding? That just means the SEC is in for even more bidding. The turtleneck man's nightmare was far from over. Each squashed SEC bias take making him more sober. All he wanted for Christmas was for Saban to retire, but he grew ill when he realized it was Dabo who they'd hire. Back to bed the turtleneck man went, for arguing against the SEC all year had made him spent. But I heard him exclaim as he stumbled out of our sights, the national championship belongs to the UCF Knights. Thank you to everybody for listening to our Christmas episode. Hopefully this uh, this tided you over as you were driving to wherever you needed to go for the holidays. Uh, hope you have a very safe and happy holiday. We will be back on Thursday with our bowl preview episode. Uh, as we mentioned last week, we've got an interview with Chick, uh, Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl CEO and President Gary Stoken. A lot of fun. Yes, we did talk some UCF stuff, but he had some fun with it. So uh, definitely going to want to tune in for that. That will be out on Thursday. So uh, for, yeah, uh, for myself and uh, my co-host, Chris Marler. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you on Thursday. <laughs>